Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Hi, Alyssa. Hi, Taylor. How are you? You know, I'm fine. Uh... It is a uh, quite a dry spell, wouldn't you say? Yeah, this week is a uh, the content is disappearing. I feel like we're gonna be back in next week, but I was like, legitimately, Siesta Key is the only new show that I have on my DVR this week. Yeah, and it's uh, and it also was the first couple of days in a while that I feel like there also wasn't a huge headline yes. in terms of reality tv news of like somebody either saying something awful or some sort of like gigantic breakup or something really i mean we have a couple we have a couple of talking points but yeah it was uh, a little bit of a more mellow week in terms of reality <laughs> tv I yeah that. i really i it does it's kind of like when sports disappear you start to realize like how much of that is just ingrained in you know the the benchmarks of what you're doing uh, during mm-hmm. the day, you know what I mean? And like housewives, I, it, it really keeps me alive. Like once I finish this amount of work, then I get to watch Beverly Hills or like whatever it is. And this week I was just like aimless without a purpose. And it's a wonder that I am here. No, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. Uh, look, everyone's, I feel like everyone's struggling with some sort of quarantine depression. So I've yeah. turned towards a lot of pasta this week instead of reality Ooh, TV. So. That, Tony told me that I make too much pasta. What? <laughs> I know. Thank you. Isn't that crazy? I really, I mean, in his defense, I do sort of, I have a bad habit of, and my, and Sam, uh, my good friend says this too, like, dinner is just synonymous with pasta. Yeah. I'll just be like, oh, dinner, therefore pasta, or pasta, therefore di-. Like, it's just all one and the what same. What would Tony prefer that you make? <laughs> I know. Good question, <laughs> Mr. Italian man. Sorry, here I am making so much pasta. But it's so good and yummy and great. Have you made it? What, what kind of pasta have you guys made or are um, ordering? We picked up from Pasta Sisters, which is a pasta place in Culver City. And mm. then we've just become pasta aficionados because we're very lucky on the west side. There's, like, so many fancy fresh pasta places. I will say that I conquered um making very delicious rice that is seasoned very well from scratch which is something that's always stumped me I always burn it or it's too plain or whatever and the key is you get a mixture of spices that you like that you put on a meat or something and you just dump that shit right in the rice (laughs) from the get-go and then it comes out looking very like yellow and beautiful I made like an adobo rice and it was the easiest thing I've ever done it was really good so I conquered that the next thing that I've been tasked with actually by our previous guests um colleen wolf and john gonzalez is to learn how to make my own um satisfying dirty martini with all with blue cheese olives i've tried this before though and it just ends up like me essentially drinking straight vodka and it doesn't taste good but we have time on our hands you know so that's my next goal that's i love that goal i have uh i've ventured into a lot of different like cocktails in this time and i have only once i tried to make myself a martini and it was exactly that i just like basically drank vodka which i can do if i already have two drinks in me (laughs) 
yeah. and I just don't really give a fuck. But I would like to have like one very nice uh, like just evening drink that's like a perfect dirty cocktail. The blue cheese olives, get out of here. Yeah, that so good. I'm excited. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, let's talk about the one episode that we really did have uh, that was Siesta Key. And it was a Halloween episode, yes. which was funny. And I wanted my first question for you is, I know that Robbie showing up in a pilot's outfit was supposed to be a direct reference to him and uh, Juliet joining the Mile High Club because she was like, okay, do you want me to say that we had sex on a plane? Yeah, we had sex on a plane. <laughs> but do you also think that it was a dig at Pilot Pete? Maybe was Pilot Pete's season during last October? I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, right. But I feel like yeah, I feel like totally it was a dig, and you know he's just uh, so proud of himself for fucking on like a private plane with Juliet. I guess I really this whole time when we were watching the Halloween episode was holding my breath like please no problematic costumes, please, <laughs> please no bronzer. <laughs> Nobody put on a lick of bronzer today. <laughs> like, not a feather for a Native American costume shall enter this episode, please. You know. Yeah, when uh, Juliet was dressing up as a cowboy, I was you're like, please no Indians, please. Yeah. No, Indians. no, 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 no. Just have one assless chap cowboy. We're fine with that. It's fine. Yeah, and they uh, did great. They did a very good job. They did. They did. And I loved. Uh, this is a perfect segue. I loved Chloe's nurse outfit, and then I also need to brag that Chloe commented on our Instagram. You guys. Oh my god. We're so famous. She loves We're you. Famous. It's amazing. Um, she, co- like, we commented um, under the picture of Taylor uh, wearing the same sweater as Chloe. You said, like, not to put you on blast, but it was $14. And she was like, how's that putting on? How's that putting me on blast? Like, your girl loves a good deal. And, that, and you, <laughs> this is the best part of the story. You were doing a virtual <laughs> panel for Rolling Stone about your episode of Dave where they're interviewing you, which is very, like, stars, like, Hollywood, like, fame. And I was, like, so proud of you for that. And in the middle of it, you text me, like, screaming, Chloe commented. <laughs> <laughs> on our Instagram and you were just as excited as me who's just like sitting home looking at the phone basically I was freaking at it and I was so because I have like I have like the push notifications on for the table flipping account and I am like we had to do this funny um like backstage zoom room for this panel so it was before we had gone live but they wanted to make sure that me and Dave and Gaeta and Jeff and Saladin all were like ready to go and so our sound was good and the picture was clear so it was this like kind of weird basically 45 minutes of all of us just sitting on this zoom just kind of like chatting waiting to be brought out quote unquote on stage which is just like before they made us live and I was like trying to be polite and like engaging with everybody, but also very aware that there was like like the people from Rolling Stone are watching me and all the agents are watching me. And I got that alert on my phone and I truly went, oh. <laughs> I was so excited. And then I wanted to run out and tell Tony because I was like, this we're not talking about it. I would want to tell everybody. So I'm like trying to look at screens, like take screenshots and text them to you and like trying to text Tony and like all while not trying to look like an asshole just sitting on my phone during that. But I was so excited that was so so fucking funny neat and it also makes me i like this is i don't know if this is like a very weird thing to say but 
there's been a couple of things that I've just been tagged in by like fan accounts of people who either love little Dickie or they love the show Dave. And sometimes I, I like whenever I see them, I love to like them and like comment on them. And I fear like being like annoying or if, or seeming just like kind of like a weirdo. And I think this moment made me like feel better about those times. Cause I would certainly, if anybody else is getting a moment that Chloe gave me that I could give yeah. to them, I would like, that would make me so happy. Cause I'm sure it took two seconds out of Chloe's day to like comment on that post but it like made my week yeah and so I'm sure that doesn't happen every time little old me comments on something but no, if it, it even does, happens sure. once it's so <laughs> worth it uh, it was so cool and yeah we we love you Chloe and I for sure messaged her and asked her to be on the pod so <laughs> if anybody else shot. wants to do that if any <laughs> listeners out there also want to be like Chloe we want to hear you on table flipping we're all about it let's get her on here yeah, she's great. She was like our first, you know, I feel like we really took note of her initially in the show and how smart she is and how much she does for the show. So it would be a very friendly interview. I'm just saying if Chloe happens to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, this episode was pretty fun. Uh, I don't know why Alyssa, the poor girl, continues to dress like a straight up villain. Her hair is jet black. She's wearing like so much eyeliner on the top and bottom of her eye. And she's wearing jet black in a show that is otherwise, you know, brightly colored tank tops and very tropical feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it is. She's not doing herself any favors as far as her like characterization on the show, for sure. Yeah. And then I feel like the shining moment of this episode was some random girl <laughs> <laughs> who to me looked very local to Siesta Key and not camera, you know, camera ready, uh, mm-hmm. was in a like cat costume and she was getting a little too handsy with Garrett. And then Garrett admits that he had hooked up with her when he was on a break from his girlfriend. And then, of course, um, fuck, what is her name? Kelsey? Kelsey? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, they're all blondes and I get, I'm like blonde blind they all they all sort of (laughs) mesh together to me as a brunette woman I'm so sorry anyway uh Kelsey dumps like two drinks on her and uh she gets sort of surrounded by Juliet Chloe and Kelsey which is very scary I would be so scared for my life if that happened to me (laughs) I would be like I'll do whatever you say do I'll do whatever yeah And they basically kick her out and say, nobody knows you and nobody likes you, yeah. which is so funny. I It's one of those scenes where you watch it and you go, you're like, okay, let's step back. Obviously, Kelsey, you should be more upset with Garrett, right? But then I put myself in her shoes and I'm like, nah, I would I would do both. I would like fucking yell at Garrett, but then I would also go confront this girl. And then I think about being Kelsey's friends and I would have been the worst version of myself. Like <laughs> I would have been a horrible. If you came up to me and you were in this situation, and you're like, Mike is dancing with that girl. I would be like, let's go fucking slash her tires. Like I would be <laughs> not at all like, oh, my God, but let's not be upset with her. Like it's it, this is all on Mike. I'd be like, no, this is it. Like done. So I, I found it very relatable and what a monster I would be. Yes, because it's so much easier to be like that spiteful and passionate when it's your friend, right? But that's the best kind of friend. And I don't feel like I've ever had someone who would like back me up in that way, in that situation. So it keeps me in check. But now that I know if the world goes back to the same <laughs> and way and we're out at a bar and either of us is watching some ho try to sneak up on our boyfriends then I have your back I will totally fight someone with you (laughs) 
I Let's mean, do it. Uh, yeah, no hope. I think energies <laughs> are going to be so high when we when everything like starts to get back to normal in a in a real and healthy and safe way that it's going to be very funny to watch us like order the fanciest cocktail and then immediately get in a bar fight with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, wow, this is so great. <laughs> I love this. I'm back, baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what did you think? Did you think Garrett did something wrong in that situation? He was being a little I think shady. He was, he was being a little shady. His, yeah. He was a little too handsy. And we're also, I mean, he's he's making it pretty clear that he doesn't want to be in like a really serious monogamous relationship. So and 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 it's the immature approach instead of just telling her that to just be like dancing with this girl and putting his hands all over her. Yeah. Um, like, don't don't let it come out that way, bro. But I also I have such I just don't think. Garrett is so bright. I think he's so cute. I th- I thought he was so honest and sweet when she was like, well, what do you think about our future? And he laughed at her face and goes, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. And that was like not a dickish move, I, I thought, because it felt so authentic of him to be so truly clueless that I was like, come on, Kelsey, like, come on. But yeah, I think everybody was a little a little at fault in the scenario but it was just nice to see a good little classic you know bar brawl yeah uh and uh, also a good siesta key moment where it gets like very physical very fast yeah for sure it was nice <laughs> that's it what really... we love about siesta key is people punching each other yeah uh women punching women i'm okay with <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yes exactly <laughs> um, um oh i had a funny <laughs> moment this week where Yesterday, my my grandma called me, my grandma who loves reality TV, um, and she called me and was very sweet. She wanted to, like, congratulate me on the Rolling Stone uh, article and, like, panel, which was so kind. And then she was like, by the way, while I have you on the phone, can you explain to me why Stasi, the blonde one, was fired from Vanderpump? And I took a breath to be like, oh, no, like, I wonder if, like, she is just truly asking me like what was wrong with Stassi's actions. And I was like, Oh no. And I like kind of sat down and was like, okay, grandma. So let's unpack this. And then I started to describe what was wrong with it. And she was like, I'm sorry. I just don't know. I know. I I don't know what happened at all. I can't find it. And I was like, (laughs) what? And she was like, well, I saw that she was fired, but I can't, I can't figure out what happened. And I was like, grandma, how did you even find that? So you just found like the headline and then you couldn't like re- you couldn't like figure it like click the art. And she was like, no, I don't know what happened. So I gave her like a full play by play, which was very fun because it was essentially me just like redoing this whole podcast from beginning to Aww. end. But I will <laughs> always do that. I thought it's so it's what I love talking about. Um, and so she was like, OK, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. That makes so much sense. And I was like, whew, great. And then she goes, she was like, and honestly, Taylor, on a similar note, I just don't think Jackson and Brittany are going to make it. Oh my god. Like, oh, like you don't think that they're going to you think that they're going to get fired too? And my grandma was like, "Oh, well they might be, but I'm just talking about their marriage. I am really worried about their marriage." And wow. my grandma like so it just like had this sweet conversation with me that it like was such a good reminder of like why I even started watching reality TV where she was talking to me as though Jax was like my cousin or my brother. That's she was great. like, he's just got all of these problems. And honestly, Taylor, I don't think he wanted to get married in the first place. And I do think that Brittany loves him. And I was like, oh my God, I agree. I agree with you a hundred percent. And we just like unpacked their whole, like all of their marriage issues. It was like so sweet to just like connect with her about this. And then I was like, also grandma, it's a very real possibility that like we will not see them on TV again. <laughs> so we kind of need to, we need to come to terms with that as well. But it was just a very sweet sweet like that's so nice because i feel like sometimes when 
you know, family members gossip about other family members, it puts you in a tough spot. So it's nice to have like a very harmless outlet to to gossip about. You know what I yeah. mean? And talk yeah. about them like you're really involved in their lives. That's great. I love that. I, I think know because really it's good. different. If my grandma was talking about one of my actual cousins and yeah. was like, "Well, I just hope they don't have kids." Yeah. <laughs> But when it's Jackson Brittany, she's like, oh, dear God, I'm really just hoping they don't have kids. And I'm like, I agree with you, Pam, for that's sure. So funny. Wow. That's really great. Cute. Um, I wanted to share something that I saw on Instagram. There's many shady aspects of this. So there's this pizza place in Agora Hills where I grew up, where Peter also grew up, Peter from The Bachelor. And he I follow the pizza place on Instagram. It's called Winners. It's my favorite pizza. I used to go there every single day in high school. And I still go there when I used to play basketball at home on Sundays. We would stop and get a slice. It's the best. They home they make their own ranch, which is it's I just like can't oh. even describe how good it is. It's the best. Um, wow. The inst- the pizza Instagram account account posted pictures of Peter and Kelly getting pizza from Winners, and they were like, "He's a hometown boy, and we're so proud of him," and all this stuff. And it's like the kind of place where it's like, you know, every celebrity that's come in there has like signed a picture, and they have pictures of like the basketball teams and the soccer teams and everything all signed locally. And um, I-, I was just like, first of all. Where are your masks? Are you trying yeah. to kill the owners of the pizza place? And then <laughs> second of all, Peter didn't post anything about going to winners on his Instagram, which I think fucking sucks. And you should give them free publicity <laughs> because they're the best. And if you're a local like hero, then support local businesses. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. What a perfect cherry on the fucking Sunday of Peter's horrible Instagram. Presence, yeah. Right. Like and, and now it's like so personal because all I feel like most of the posts that my girlfriends and I are sending to each other are just like horribly annoying posts of Peter and Kelly on like tandem bikes. Yeah. And like that weird like sandals commercial video they shot in Florida. Yeah. Like they took a trip to Florida with a drone and they just like like flew a drone over them walking around kissing and it's like what the fuck are you guys doing someone take no that drone away from this. them nobody wants someone that take their phones <laughs> away from them we don't want we're like not here for this couple and they're the and they're so self-promotional it's crazy it's so insane but yeah she should they both should 100 percent be promoting that goddamn pizza place in your small town yeah and I'm frankly sure they suffering. should go to that dope sandwich place that you yeah. showed us italia deli guys if you go to agora hills you got to go to winners you got to go to italia deli italia deli for all my la people uh eviscerates bay cities let me tell you so <laughs> i'm just saying go there have a sandwich fight with me about it on instagram i'm happy to get in a fight about it yes uh, yeah, Peter, we don't need you anymore. Oh, yeah. speaking of annoying couples, uh, so there was another funny, like, bad reality show breakup, which was, so remember Mark and Jessica from mm-hmm. Love is Blind? Mm-hmm. And we talked a lot about them on our episode with Scott MacArthur because the, obviously Jessica is, like, so infamous for all of her awful behavior and her, like, nasally voice and feeding her dog wine. And I, on our episode, like, went on record being, like, I think Mark is like a fine guy. Like I would be happy if any of my friends were dating Mark because I think he's just a good guy. He's making an effort. Like, do I think he's the best or the smartest or the hottest or what? I'm like, no, but I think he's a good dude. And both you and Scott were like, okay. Like, <laughs> like that was like a hot take. And I was like, I don't know. I stand by it. It recently came out this week that Mark started dating another girl who was in the first round of Love is Blind. Uh, and her name was Laura, I think. Yeah. And 
Then they break up because she finds out that not only was he cheating on her, he's been sleeping with his clients from his personal training company since pre-shooting Love is Blind. So all while working on Love is Blind, he was having sex with multiple (laughs) women at the studio during the show. I'm pulling my eye skin off. Taylor, I didn't know this until right now. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? And so here I am, a fucking idiot, being like, (gasps) I think he's a good guy. And then now this is funny because it's like the only moment Jessica has had where she's now commenting on, like, she commented on the E! News post about it. She's commenting on all of these, like, podcasts that are talking about it. And she's like, wow, I pretty much dodged a bullet, I guess. Like, I'm the only one who knew that he was bad news. And she's, like, trying to spin this into, like, positive (laughs) Jessica PR. And it's like, honey, this is all bad. This is bad for everybody. (laughs) Like, just walk away. But I thought it was, when I read that, I was like, oh, that's insane. I'm I'm such a... I, I don't know anything anymore. It's so interesting because I was thinking about uh, Scott MacArthur saying like, you know, what's this guy's deal? He's weird. Like, why is he so okay? His main beef with him was like, why are you so okay with her not wanting to fuck? And now we know because he was supplementing the not fucking with fucking his clients. Oh my That's God. That's such a good point. I didn't wow. even think of that. Wow. 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 Somebody really has done point. that to me before where they were, I was unaware they were dating a virgin and they were supplementing the lack of <gasps> sex with me. And it was not, it was like maybe the most hurtful thing that could happen to you. So fuck Mark. You're short and you suck and you're not cute. And there's way better, (laughs) taller personal trainers out there that we can fuck. So anybody who's fucked Mark, stop fucking him right now. (laughs) I I love to flip on somebody. (laughs) Oh, yeah, this is. Yeah, that's it. That's a table to flip right there, too. I love it. I am. uh, I definitely rescind every nice thing that I said about him. Fuck you. You are a piece of shit, Uh, man. And I'm willing to say it. And Messica, just so ride quietly into the night with someone who's right for you. Yeah, <laughs> just not go, Barnett. Go do your thing. You know, you got you got to leave it, leave it be, leave it yeah. be. Yeah, um, And there still are healthy, happy couples seemingly from Love Is Blind, so that's great. When I first saw that there was a Love Is Blind uh, breakup, I was like, no, 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 no. But all the rest of them are still intact thus far. So, uh, should we? Should I introduce our our interview? Is yes. that? Let's get wow. into our interview. See, we still had a fun time, even in our little dry spell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we were worried about not being able to carry this for 20 minutes. But guess what? We'll just talk about whatever the fuck, you guys. <laughs> guess what? We're going to talk about goddamn martinis, bitch. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, and this reminds me. So we have a really amazing guest, Christine Coe, who plays Emma on Dave. And mm-hmm. she joins us to talk about Netflix's dating around. And uh, we had noticed that, uh, you know, the second season was just released. And so Alyssa and I were like really excited to talk about this show. And I got an email from Dan Peralt, who's a friend of the pod, uh, who did our Who Wants to Be a Millionaire episode. And he sent me an email that said recommendation. And then it was like just a sweet little note with the uh, Ringer article about dating around. And he was like, hey, I just wanted to recommend this show. Like it kind of like flies under the radar for a lot of people. But I think it's like a really cool show. And maybe you and Alyssa would want to talk about it, which was very sweet. Mm -hmm. And then I Tony was in the other room and I shouted to Tony and I was like, oh, my God, Dan just emailed me a recommendation for dating around. (laughs) And he was like, what? And I was like, Dan just emailed me a recommendation (laughs) for dating around. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) 
your your best friend and writing partner just sent me an email that I should start dating around. <laughs> so I emailed Dan back and I was like, this is so sweet. It's so topical that you sent this. I'm really excited. We're actually doing an episode this week. And also, can you do Tony a favor and not send me recommendations to dating around? Thank you. That's so um, funny. But yeah, we have a really fun time talking to Christine. I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Bye. Would you call yourself bisexual? I don't really deal with labels. They're not really my thing. Right. But what about you? I only date bisexual women. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Why do you think that is? Because my attraction to women is such an integral part of who I am and how I think and how right. I see the world that if you don't also find women as as beautiful and as sexy as, as I do. I have never heard that. It's very interesting. Okay, I am so excited. Today's guest is a brilliant and beautiful actress with, frankly, too many credits to list all of them, but I will say that most recently you can find her starring in the gorgeous film Tiger Tail on Netflix, or you can hop over to Amazon Prime and be dazzled by her in the new series Upload, or I am saving the best for last. You can find her giving the middle finger and starring in Dave, the hit FX comedy that we're always pushing on this pod for some reason. <laughs> Christine Co. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to Yay. finally have you here. Yay. Thank you. Thank you and Alyssa for having me. Um, yeah, I'm glad you saved the best for last because that's really what we're here for, to promote <laughs> <Yeah>. Dave. <laughs> this is like a peek behind the curtain of like Allie and Emma, like girl talk, I feel like. Oh. You Oh, hell yeah. I feel like yeah, Allie and Emma's it. girl talk is just a little too easy for us. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> unfair that we call it our job because it's I feel like Taylor and I would just be shooting the shit all the time. Uh, spinoff. Yes. Did you hear that FX? Why don't you shoot that simultaneously? You heard it here first. Thank you. Uh, Christine, we assigned you a show because I've been so excited to get you on the pod and we also really wanted to do this show because it just dropped its second season has been trending a bit, which is Netflix's dating around. Yeah. So tell us a little bit. I mean, I just admitted that I assigned you the show. <laughs> tell us a little bit about the show and then in general, talk to us about your relationship with reality TV. Well, uh, I'll start with my relationship with reality TV because it's very <laughs> extensive. Um, but I am a huge fan of all things reality. So, you know, it started with the Kardashians uh, on E! and then anything on Bravo. And then it went to like all of the house flipping reality TV shows. <laughs> wow. So it's, it's a lot. And so when you, when you assigned me dating around, I was actually really excited because it was like my next thing to watch. Um, and... Uh, I have a couple single girlfriends that were interested in possibly going on Love is Blind. And now they're like, maybe I should go on Dating Around. So yeah. I was like, okay, I've got to watch it. Um, so basically, Dating Around is a show that just shows each episode um, the first date with five different people. And so each episode, it follows a different person. And it just shows them like 
having drinks, going to a restaurant, and then ultimately they pick one person they want to have a second date with. So it's basically like an entire series where you just get to watch a bunch of first dates with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you get all the you get all the cringeworthy, awkward moments that any first date has. But then you also get like these really sweet, um, just like like things that only happen on a first date and and by the way they're all blind dates so they've never met each other they've never like seen a picture of each other and then they just meet at this bar um of the episodes i saw they're either in new orleans or new york so Mm -hmm. it kind of has that like you know you walk around the city vibe uh yeah it was very interesting such Isn't an easy it? watch yeah it but like is. a character I, study it's fascinating I know it's and I love that you say like the it always it has these like awkward moments that really only a first date can have and I mm-hmm. feel like every episode kicks off with just like the date meeting their five prospects and you watch yes. them back to back to back be like hello I- I'm Taylor Hi, sorry. And, and they like do like and it's this weird like very kind of um awkward it always like makes me a little tingly when I'm watching it and then when they yes. sit down I like start to breathe better and I'm like oh my god it's like I'm on this date with them it's such a trip yeah it's such a trip and I feel like the main difference because it's like seeing a show about first dates isn't new necessarily but the main thing that they do is that they shoot it really beautifully so it kind of Mm. looks like you're watching an episode of something um but then it's like it's really real in reality but you know it's like these gorgeous shots of the city and then like the beautiful cocktail that the bartender makes for you i miss ordering cocktails so much you guys this show has made me crave a cocktail i just want a round (laughs) ice cube and like a martini or something (laughs) with this beautiful twist in your frosted glass yeah Um, did you guys did you guys know that fun fact about the coupe glasses (gasps) i did not i like i was like oh my god you learned something new I had no idea and I was so glad he brought it up because I was like that is something to like that's something to steal you know what I mean like if you want something on a date so basically this guy goes on a date and they they order drinks and I didn't even know it was called what is it called a a coupe coupe glass glass. Mm -hmm. okay so a coupe coupe glass (laughs) I can't even say it but a lot of cocktails are served with them it kind of looks like a martini glass but it's like round on the bottom and so Mm -hmm. uh she orders it and then this guy is like you know do, do you know like why it's shaped like that and she's like no Now I'm really butchering the story because I can't even remember who exactly. I think it was. I'm probably getting it wrong, but I'm. I think it was. Is it Napoleon? No, you are right. It's Louis the Fourteenth. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Wow. See, this is how. This is why we have to like rewatch this. Um, He was like he liked the shape of breasts, and so as you hold the glass, it's shaped like a breast. And I was like, oh. Oh my god! But it, the, the way that I'm saying it sounds super creepy. Like I think, like if a guy said it the way I said it, like really <laughs> emphasized breasts, it, it would be like weird. But the way he said it was so like fascinating. And she's like, "Wow, I didn't know that." And uh, anyway, anyway, it is so creepy. I mean, you can't even like drink a drink without wanting to feel like you're touching a breast. It is a creepy thing to do, just generally. Totally. (laughs) But then I was like, wow, that's genius. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you guys 
I I was surprised by every single second date. Oh, same. Every same. single one. I was like, what? Yeah. So I didn't know uh, when starting out, I didn't know that they picked the second date. I just thought mm. that it was like what whoever decided to like the both of them decided, OK, you know, let's bring this to, you know, another day. And then mm. when I looked it up and I was like, oh, wait a second, they pick out of the five dates that they have who they want to go on a date with. I was so surprised yeah. because you feel like the chemistry that they have with certain people are, is like a certain way. And then you're like, wait, what? Like that, yeah. that was what you want. And then it just really made me think about just dating in general and like what, what works for people, you know? Right. Cause like that. Okay. So the first episode of season two is Justin and yes, he's, Justin. I feel I related to Justin cause I feel like he really got along with everybody like that mm -hmm. like there was two or three girls that he was like really clicking with and then yeah. one of the two others that he was like probably didn't have like sparks with but was still like really laughing and having a yes. good time and seemed very charming and charmed and then the there's like three sections to every date it's drinks dinner and then drinks again mm -hmm. and which are just three different opportunities for us all to miss bars and yes. <laughs> there was only one date who after dinner like did like a fake yawn and was like actually it's getting kind of that late. was crazy I think I, i'm gonna go home she said she yeah. had to work the next day and i was like you're filming a show <laughs> like yeah. what are you going back to i don't understand like did they just hit you up for the evening and then you're all wrapped in like two hours i don't get yeah. it you know so i assume yeah. she didn't like him i was like okay yeah, so totally. you like you don't want to keep doing this because you're feeling uncomfortable going on a date you don't like on tv so she leaves he then goes and is with the this other girl in the cute dress with the poofy sleeves yeah they the talk about mardi sleeves. gras and they make out for like yeah. 18 minutes and he picks the girl who left yeah really and she goes on the second date with him yeah, yeah. i was like oh what's that? what do i know what do i know about dating <laughs> i mean crazy. honestly it's so interesting because like the the interesting part is that with dating shows, I feel like the other party doesn't get to pick whether they want to be in it or not. Right. Like, it's just mm. one person being like, I'm attracted to you. And like, these are all the things I want in someone. And with this show, it was like, I, I was surprised that a couple people would say at the end of the date, you know what? I actually don't see anything between us and I'm like oh shit that's happening now like usually it's a like you ghost <laughs> yeah. them or there's a text right there's a text yeah. where you're like yeah we'll see each other again and then you just never see each other um mm. and so that's why I thought it was so interesting that she was like oh you know like I need to go home and <laughs> I was like okay well this is done you know yeah. and then he picks her and I'm like Wait, you had so much chemistry with like all the with with the other girls. It was so fascinating. But I love that they use Justin first. And I think mm. that's like a that's like a personal thing for me because um, I'm going to bring this back a little bit. OK, so a lot of people have said <laughs> that dating around is very much or like inspired by or similar to the master of none dating episode oh and yeah and and I didn't think that and then and then I watched that dating episode and I was like oh my god it feels so similar because basically it's you see five dates it's the same you know it's Aziz going on five dates and then you cut between 
the different girls, right, at different points in the date. And he's wearing the same thing in the same episode. And so it's kind of very similar to Dating Around. Um, but there was one theme in that episode where it said that, like, Asian guys mm-hmm. were the least likely to be – to like get a swipe right on just demographic wise yeah and so I was like I love that the first episode is an Asian dude but you know you steal from the best so yeah (laughs) kudos kudos to uh everyone at dating around and master of none and then yeah maybe pay him a fee for it I don't know yeah exactly Um, (laughs) finder's fee hello yeah right out the gate I was like um you know we've been talking a lot about the problematic representation on the bachelor and I was like Mm -hmm. we're starting with a Filipino dude like this is awesome and my set my mom's side of the family we have a little bit of Filipino Filipino and uh, us so I was like this is like so great I've never seen someone be like basically the leading man in in a story that's a Filipino guy unless you know it wasn't called unless it was like a mixed race like I was unaware situation but um it's very exciting to see I think just generally too with this show like so many people from so many different backgrounds with different Mm -hmm. interests it doesn't have to be like hetero hell like the bachelor you know (laughs) totally uh, or like one like one version of what they like you know it was just like everybody like looks different they're different sexualities like everything it was every type of person personality and it just that's I think that's what made the show so refreshing because it felt really real like you know Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like like you were saying that it it didn't feel like everybody came on the show to then be a blogger you know it was just like like they like they yeah. really look nothing wrong with that okay I, I love watching all things bachelor <laughs> bachelorette but uh this was like oh you're actually really trying to get to know him and if you don't have a connection then you'd pretty much tell them and that was I think that's what made it so fascinating because I was like oh my gosh it kind of made me look back on my first dates with people and like what you know like how you come off and what you talk about I was also really impressed with how like patient and and warm people were to some of the people that were like struggling through the dates yeah and I don't know that I could have sat across from Ben and been as you know like opaque as far as what you were thinking internally (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) absolutely Um, just like your facial reactions to it. I also would have been trying to, I was like, I know I would have made a horrible habit of trying to finish his sentences. Like, even the youngest of his dates, the one that he finds out goes to his college yeah. at the very end when he was like confronting, he was like, listen, I- I'm having a great time, but I just want to make sure we check with HR and all of this. And like, and then he would like take these long pauses yeah. and she would just so beautifully and stoically just yeah. like sit and patiently wait for him to finish his sentence. And I know I would be like, oh no, mommy God, don't worry. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, oh my, for sure. I totally hear it. I would be like trying to filler every single moment because I would be so just made so uncomfortable by by his nerves and I feel like her and all of the women that he went on dates with were so good at just like letting him finish his sentences and being very present with him and I was like wow I need to take a note from a page from their book because that is very admirable to me same and I feel like you know, had you not spent a full episode with him, you wouldn't understand why Ben is the way he is, you know? Because when you Mm. first meet him, you're like, oh, like it just starts off so, there's so much anxiety because he's trying to give flowers to her. 
And <laughs> instead of just giving him, giving her these flowers, it's like a good like minute of just, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's this, it's the, uh, uh, and you just, you so badly want to be like, it's totally fine. Like I get it. Like I'm just as yeah. uncomfortable on a blind day. And so, you know, you start off that way and you're just like, oh, this is like really tough to get through. And then halfway through, he explains that he was in like a 10 year relationship or something and mm-hmm. that he's like really new to dating. And I found really fascinating was that his partner wanted like suggested that they be in an open relationship after 10 years. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what? Oh my God. I, I just don't it's, know how it, I would it says that. so much about, I mean, yeah, I think that breakup says so much about him too, because you also, a lot of the, a lot of the people on the show were like, I was either just out of a really long relationship or I've been single for a really long time. And I think that informs the kind of like dater that you yeah. are. And you look at somebody like Ben and like I if I was dating someone for 10 years, I would get even more like comfortable and kind of like set in my ways and very like uh, very confident with who I was in that relationship. And then to all of a sudden be thrown back into a dating pool a decade later. Yeah. And you're like, well, I'm just the person that my partner used to love. And now I need to like double check what's weird about me and what's not weird. And that's like and poor Ben is like, you know, kind of a weird dude. He's a lovely guy. But he has every reason to be like, I'm a little weird. So this is very nerve wracking. And I, I thought it was sweet when they would talk about each each breakup and like what led to their attitudes now. Like I think is her name yeah. Melissa, who was I'm let me think. Heather. The Heather. Name- Heather, yeah. Oh, I loved her. She was so interesting. I know. And I thought her, she was very, she seemed all at once to be a lot. She reminded me of myself and a lot of my friends where she all at once felt like a very open book, but also Mm -hmm. had some walls up. And then Mm -hmm. she told that story about she had lost her virginity in Mm -hmm. her like mid twenties and the guy immediately bounced Mm -hmm. and she was like, so at I'm a little bitter about that. And yeah. now I know not to fucking fuck around like that, I guess. But it was like so uh, heartbreaking. And then you're thinking, oh, she's so sweet and so fun. But what is it that she's like holding back? And then that yeah. finally comes out. What did you guys think about her and the uh, the hunter guy? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so funny. It was like it's like you couldn't even write that because yeah. it's like, it feels like it's in a comedy where like something goes wrong and then it just keeps doubling down he yeah. was so sweet he his, Truman I I, Truman yes he I was, was like he was like <laughs> like the southern gentleman like the moment yeah. you meet him with his khakis on and he just yeah. like comes in and he's like you know I, I love to hunt and she's like oh Uh-oh. no <laughs> she's like I love animals and then he's like she's like who do you like what what animals do you hunt and he's like you know duck and deer and she's like yeah. Oh, I had a pet duck that I slept with and then and then cuddled in my neck. And he's and like credit to him. Like he's like, you know, I don't I I don't always hunt. Like if I have other things to do, I'll do those things. (laughs) Oh, so awkward. And then she goes and then I raised that duck and then it flew away. And then they both just stare at each other. And I was like, 
did he shoot the duck? I was like, this feels so personal. And then it contrast. This is a great moment of the show, too, is you go from that moment and then you hop to another guy that is ordering and he's like, I'm going to I'm going to get a salad with you. I'm going to meet tonight in honor of you. And you're like, wow, this could go so many different ways. I thought the hunting example was like such a good uh, display of both people not changing or lying about who they really are and just sort of sitting in how uncomfortable that is but they were still being respectful towards each other which was really nice I you know what was the one thing that I loved about all the women on these dates none Mm. of them held back like none of them they they said exactly what they wanted and it was really interesting for me because I was like I feel like on first dates you don't reveal that much right like you Mm kind of just like talk like where you from is like the first question ever um which Taylor and I have a whole thing about that because we both like (laughs) moved around a ton so we're like uh like I don't know what that (laughs) is um but they were all just like okay like Heather for instance she was like when he, when he said, oh, she goes, I hate when people say, why, why are you single? Or, you know, like, what, what, what does that mean? She's like, I hate when people say that. Cause that just means that there's something wrong with us, you know? And so Mm. she's like, I like my life and, you know, I think there's nothing wrong. And I feel like you would be scared to bring that up, you know, like you'd be scared to be like, this is what I hate. This is what I don't like. And then, and, and diva, I loved Diva, by the yeah. way. Diva was like, I was like, that is who I want to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. She has she, goals. She's goals. She just like had so much confidence without being like, there was just something about her that was so calming. And she was really honest and in saying, you know, I am attracted to both women and men. And, and she would say like, you know, I'm not. I don't feel the need to really go down this path of like talking about my sexuality, but I'm just letting you know. And it's like, Mm. you know, shouldn't have to do that. Um, But holy cow. True. Did that Uh, kill you? Did that like the fucking worst worst. guys? Oh yeah. And she was so nice to him the whole time. So nice. It wasn't until the Uber ride that she was like, don't yeah, you think it's a bit good. sexist? Yeah. Like yeah. you're, <laughs> you're kind of gross in who you are. And, and his I, confidence to be like, yeah, we'll be seeing each other again. I was just like, get out of there. Get never talk to that guy ever again. Ever, ever. And or when he told her the story about when he's like, she's like, I only date bisexual women because of the way that I am attracted to women. <laughs> that the women need to and and like her response was like. I've never heard it from that perspective. Like she just was like so respectful, but I was like, what a creep. Also his thing about how there's only two women. There's the homicidal crazy and the suicidal crazy. Yeah. And he was like, your goal is that you don't want the homicidal crazy that they'll hurt you. And I was like, uh, like my face would have just been, I just like, there's no way I would have hit it. And Diva was just like, huh? interesting um so i yeah, feel like, like she was looking at the producers being like you guys are playing a joke right <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> like this has got to be a joke yeah okay that's- for everyone listening if you haven't watched this show and you you just you have to watch the diva episode which yeah. is diva in season two because this mm-hmm. is it's it's got everything because she also ends up with a very real connection at the end oh, so it's so a very great episode real. to watch and her options are also cool and different and wonderful yeah. like i mean like all of them are but I hear what you're saying too, Christine, about like 
it made me reflect back on like first dates that I've been on and I too would be like kind of fearful to be either like confrontational or to admit or to bring up like way too much about myself. But I also would misinterpret after the fact, like I would go see my girlfriends and they'd be like, how'd it go? And as long as the conversation was flowing, I would Mm -hmm. be like, Oh, I think it went great. I like my bar was on the floor for like what a date was, was supposed to be because I was more nervous about myself and how I came off than like the pursuit of an actual connection. I have a personal question for you guys. I know Taylor and I met our boyfriends in a work context. um, And I don't know how you met your boyfriend, Christine, but um, it could have been in a work context, I assume. (laughs) But um, (laughs) did you guys have first dates? I didn't really have a first date with Mike because I spent a year on a show with him. You know, yeah. I mean, same. I I didn't have a first date. I I was like thinking back. I was like, I actually don't think I've ever had a blind date. Yeah. Either. Like I that seemed really strange to me because like now you know you at least have like a picture of someone or it's like friends of friends. I want to say the only first date I had ever had with like a complete stranger. Um, was, like, someone that I had met at my old, old work when I was cocktail waitressing. And, like, he came into work, and I was like, oh, that guy's cute. And then and I knew nothing about him, and we went on a date. And exactly what you were saying, Taylor, like, I would be, like, single me was so worried about being impressive to people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, like, what I did or, like, the stories that I would tell and, like, just being, like, that chill girl, which is so stupid <laughs> now that I think about it, um, that I really, like, remember, don't even remember thinking about, oh, I want to have a connection with this guy. Like, I was just like, oh, he's hot, and he wasn't that awkward, so I'll totally date him. Right, right. You get kind of, like, preoccupied with, like, yourself, and then they just have, like, a very small list of boxes to check to just kind of, like, make it to the next round. Yeah, it's like, like, they have a job, and then, okay, that's cool, and then they're, like, not weird, and okay, and it it was just so crazy, like, to think back, because... Now I'm like, I, I feel like I would date totally different now. Yeah, like, for sure. Totally mm-hmm. different. I will say I I did have a like, I guess a sort of first date with Tony because we like had to very consciously decide from like becoming friends to like trying to date and like yes. had to talk about it very matter of factly. Which yes, is all yes, about yes. Tony talks about everything. Which is like not. <laughs> but and even then, like be, having like known him so well and we were such good friends and we had known so much about each other, like our first date, I remember just like talking so much and he was talking so little (laughs) and I was like he could not be more bored or disinterested and like he has such a like resting dick face that I was like he loathes me this is his biggest regret of his life is like buying me this hamburger and talking to me uh, and then afterwards, I, looking back, he was like, no, that was really fun. That was super interesting. And he, like, recalled some of the things that I said that were so random, including, like, my mom's favorite movie. I was like, Aww. you were listening? That's wow. how much I was rambling. I got to the topic of my mother's favorite movie. <laughs> Tony seems like a terrifying person to go on a first date with. Yeah. Wait, he's why? so scary. He's, because he's very, <laughs> he's, like, He's either like I just think he's stoic in a really intimidating way. Yeah. And like oh, his okay. energy. Yeah. And also yeah. a big part of it I think is what's something that I think 
uh, it's rarer to see, especially a woman do, is Tony will make any chair look like his living room couch. Yeah. Like he will be like <laughs> leaning, he'll kick his feet up. Like he, any restaurant you go to or any place you're hanging out with him, he makes himself like look and feel so much at home. It's like this like very weird specific type of confidence. So then I'm just like nervously sitting at the edge of my seat, like trying to just like chat with him because I'm like, oh my God, this is a date. Like we're dating. Oh my God. Yeah. But. I did want to tell my one worst date story because oh I think God. it's good. Please, please. <laughs> Which is just that I had, it was years ago. It was like, uh, like right when I first moved to LA and I had met someone at like a bar and he was like, oh, you just moved to LA. Like, and this weekend is St. Patrick's day. Uh, do you, I, I could like take you out and show you some bars for St. Patrick's day. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, that sounds fine. And then he's like, well, why don't you meet me at my place? I Uber there. He lived basically inside of a funeral home. What? No. Oh, my God. Wait. I did not expect that. That is the craziest (laughs) thing to then jump to. I got out of the car and I texted him and was like, hey, this is like probably the wrong address. I'm standing outside of a funeral home. But are you around the corner? And he's like, oh, no, hold on. I'll come get you. And like came like through the funeral home. And, uh, and like, let me be, he was also, I'm obviously now like so embarrassed if this ever got back to him. He was very, very sweet and kind, but I was like, oh, this is alarming and different. Then we get inside and he, we just like started talking and I'm thinking like, we're about to hit the road and like go to some Irish bars or something. Like I'm in all green and like ready to do St. Patrick's day and we're chatting. And then he's like, uh, you know, my favorite movie is Big Fish. And I was like, oh, I haven't okay. seen Big Fish. And he goes, you haven't seen Big Fish? And I kid you not. <laughs> How many times have down. guys said that? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like every guy's thing. You haven't You haven't seen, seen it? And right. you're like, okay, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> he fully puts the DVD in, you oh, guys. No. And we Wait. watch big fish where and At he cries in his place yeah were you afraid he would be murdered oh my god <laughs> wait this is so strange to me so you're ready to go and then he's like you haven't seen big fish and then You've he just got like to watch big fish. sits down yeah and just put in the dvd of big fish and we watched big fish and he like really cried a lot during it and i was like <laughs> I was like, very unclear about what to do. I had, I like didn't really know the vibe. I this was my first year out after Ithaca after graduating, and I was just like, I think this. And as it was happening, I was like, this is a great story. So, you are so kind, Taylor. I feel I, like within, now I wouldn't put up with that shit. Now I'd be like, no. Five minutes, I'd be like, wait. Are we just like watching this right now? Also, I, I like I want a drink. Are, is this why I got ready? I want a drink. So interesting. Do we have a little bit more time? Can I say one thing about one person? Yeah, of course. Yes. I loved Gurky also. Mm. I thought Gurky yes. was like what and she was like just talking about her life like if we were talking about someone who was so honest and about her dating it was Gurky 
And like she talked yeah. about her divorce and she was like super real where she was like, you know, I didn't know like if this was going to be the one, but I felt pressure from my family and she and like I felt like the guys were majority of them were very respectful and were like, you know, I appreciate you for saying that. And like it's, it's just so many things. It reminded me a lot of like my girlfriends who have been married and then got divorced and then like you know they give me dating advice and it's like not this idea of of you have to make the perfect decision the first time around because you're able to like live your life afterwards so I loved her and yeah. I wanted to say that Justin is an asshole and I hope <laughs> that he learns his lesson that he shouldn't be like that to women because yes, that, that crushed me. I was like, how dare you tell her that she, you know, is so basically this guy, Justin is like you, like she took, she explained her divorce and then he was like, well, I would never trust you because you're a liar. And she's like, I'm sorry, what? And he was like, yeah, because you ultimately lied to your your first husband and said that you loved him, but you didn't. And so that just means that I would never trust you from here on out. And she was like, that's not how it works. Like you make mistakes and you learn from them and you admit them, admit to them and you work on yourself, you know? And she's like, does this mm -hmm. mean like once I get divorced, like I'm not supposed to be loved again because I made a mistake. And he's like, well, I just personally wouldn't feel comfortable dating you. And then he was like, yeah. uh, so I'm going to go now. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you are a dick. And such obviously an absolute dick. Oh, oh. But then it's like getting me worked up. You re you retelling it. I'm like, oh, man, I was my like, blood oh, is boiling. How, mm -mm, that is not the way you like talk to anyone. And also like this idea of like if you make a mistake, you're just not supposed to be loved again. Like we've all made mistakes dating, you know, I'm sure I was yeah. a complete bitch to someone and like was, you know, didn't make the right decisions. But then I really enjoyed her shopping spree afterwards. So, yes, you know, she had the last laugh. I was like, you do accessories at like Bloomingdale's or something. So I'm like, like, you're good honestly it this was such you got to see like the people that listened and that like you were like oh my gosh like you you've gone so far in just listening you know and and like we were talking about mm -hmm. earlier with like the hunter like and and heather like they they are clearly from two different backgrounds but it's very accepting and it's like look we are two different people but we had a good time you know like there's and and you we got yeah. to talk about it it wasn't like oh this is an issue that makes me feel uncomfortable now we're just gonna like talk about clouds or something it was like okay we're gonna yeah. talk about it or, like understand that we're different and then move on and so yeah I mean I I found like so many people like I was just so attracted to so many different individuals because I was like oh I feel like people are more open-minded now and they're like willing to you know just accept these things about others so mm -hmm. yeah anyway this was um a real eye-opener to how much I kind of miss <laughs> dating but I'm very much in love and <laughs> let's uh, uh, when this when this all this craziness like is over we can all yeah. go out on on dates with each other and do yeah. some yeah. you know that's probably what it is I just miss people yeah that's <laughs> like, true it's not really that I want to go on first dates I just miss talking to and, yeah. Individuals and don't in you person. Miss strangers. I thought yes. of that yeah. the other day. Like the very few interactions I've had in quarantine with strangers, even if it's just somebody like delivering my groceries, yes. like they'll leave and I'll be like, oh my God, Tony, they were so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I miss interacting with people that I don't even know. It's like totally. that's such a wild part of your life that's been gone of no servers and no like yeah. people Bartender, on the street nothing. or the dog park, yeah. nothing. Like, or just like no ugh. casual talk ever. 
at, at yeah. all. Like, you know, when you're like standing in line and like, you know, someone says something or, or like even overhearing conversations. It's like you're not yeah. like spying on people, but just like hearing other things that you're not thinking. Yeah. Of. People can't uh. even tell if we're smiling at them now. Yeah. I mean, we went for a walk the other day and we turned a corner and there's a super cute um, dog, like a little bulldog. And he was just sitting there and his like owner was doing yoga in the garage or something and i was like oh my god it's so and i realized like it just looks like i'm angrily staring at the dog because you can't see my mouth it's crazy life is all fucked up now can we life just go back to like out. talking to bartenders and stuff i know god we're really unpacking a lot here this yeah is really i know amazing. i know <laughs> um christine thank you so freaking much for doing this and for devouring this show and then having so much fun with us talking about it um where can listeners find you online where's your, um, what's your instagram and all that jazz my handle is at christine underscore co ko i could not get the just christine co so you gotta put that uh, underscore in but what? <laughs> what but you'll mainly just see pictures of my dog Callie bear and you know sunsets so um, <laughs> and a selfie here and there you know just that like casual uh curating of my my social but yeah this was so fun guys it just like brought me back to why i love reality tv it's just like you can't you can't make you can't write it it's it's a good look it's as real as it gets guys so yeah this was awesome thank you so much christine this was great thank y'all i'll talk to you guys soon bye